One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Unplayable Podcast. Australia has just walked away 62-run winners over Pakistan here in Bengaluru. A much-needed victory for the Aussies as they now go to 2-2 in the ODI World Cup and back in touching distance with the top four. My name is Josh Honefinger, joined, of course, by Jack Painter. And Jack, we've just witnessed a pretty impressive Aussie performance. Yeah, it was a pretty clinical performance by the Aussies in the end. Put on a huge total that um, we know is their game strategy, you know, go large and then um, back their bowlers to defend it. So it was looking pretty dicey there for a while after Pakistan got off to a century opening stand again against the Aussies. Um, but... Uh, Marcus Stoinis and Adam Zampa come to the fore and, and pulled it back. A bit of a surprise at the toss. Babrazan won the toss and decided to bowl first. And Australia were looking their chops at that decision because David Warner and Mitch Marsh both hit centuries. Big ones, in fact. 163 for David Warner and 121 for Mitch Marsh. Just Marsh's second ODI 100. In fact, it was David Warner's 21st. So he's got a fair few under the belt. So the opening stand was worth 259 runs. And by that point, we were all thinking 400 plus, maybe 450 if they really put the foot down. But credit to Pakistan's bowlers, they came back quite well in, in the end. And Shaheen Shah Afridi was the pick of the bowlers with five for 54. All things considered a pretty good performance from the left armour. Australia finished their 50 overs on nine for 367. Only Marcus Stoinis and Josh Inglis managed to get to double figures aside from the two centurions. And it looked like it might be a similar sort of method in the second innings in the chase because Pakistan's openers got off to a century stand, as Jack, you mentioned there. Abdullah Shafiq, 64, and Imam Al-Haq, 70. Looked like they were both cruising to centuries. But Marcus Stoinis, of all people, removed both of them and then the rot started for Pakistan. They just had too much to do. That required run rate got up above eight. And then Adam Zampa was able to tighten the screws with four for 53 from his 10 overs. So back-to-back, four-wicket holes, for Zampa, in the end, a 62-run victory, a nice net run rate boost for Australia. And uh, where do we want to begin with the recap of this? Maybe the two centurions, Jack. I think so, yeah. That partnership's working quite well at the moment. Uh, Travis Head coming back in, he's due to arrive in, in, in Delhi tomorrow, meet up with the Australian squad. So that'll further strengthen that top order. We'll likely have Marsh go back to three, but uh, tough to get dropped from your batting position after scoring your second ODI ton. Uh, but good news for Australia on that front. From there, probably the only disappointing thing was they let slip a score of 400. Uh, I think 400 is definitely on the cards, uh, especially after that opening stand. Um, but Pakistan pulled it back, back well and, and Australia just fell away towards the end there. It was David Warner's fourth consecutive century against Pakistan, dating all the way back to 2016. So he doesn't play a lot against them, but at the last World Cup he hit a century and obviously this World Cup is hit a century as well. Why does he go so well against Pakistan? This is what he had to say at the post-match press conference. I think sometimes you just match up well against certain teams and, you know, they're going to bowl you good balls. Uh, sometimes you're going to put away those good balls. But I think you just keep backing yourself. I, I don't really look at any stats or I don't look at anything of which team I have success against or not. You know, for me, I'll probably <clears throat> look at someone like Shane Shah and, and think, oh, he probably has my measure a little bit. Um, but he doesn't. They're, they're the guys that, you know, you, you try and watch as hard as you can. Left arm swinging at about 140 Ks. It can be a difficult task to try and take on. But, yeah, look, I, I don't really have the answer to, to 
to give you, but just go out there and try my best against each opposition. I got a bit of good fortune early when Sam Amir dropped one of the easiest catches of the World Cup so far, you'd have to say. Warner was only on 10 at the time. Shaheen Shahafridi was absolutely distraught when this ball popped up in the air and it went straight through the hands of Osama Mir. The leg spinner who came into the side for Pakistan's vice-captain, actually, they dropped – well, you have to say they dropped Shadow well, Khan. Yeah, I think they dropped him, yeah, certainly. Um, his figures would suggest that um, over the – start of the tournament so um didn't really pay off for them at the start there they did it yeah it was a tough day for Osama who's going to be playing for the Melbourne Stars in the upcoming Big Bash League he finished with figures of one for 82 off nine overs uh but Mitch Marsh let's talk about Mitch Marsh he got so close to that second ODI century against India not that long ago in, in that uh, warm-up ODI series 96 he got there but he got the century today and it was a good celebration as well in fact uh, Warner and Marsh brought up the centuries in consecutive balls, which you don't see a lot. It was a single for Warner and then Marsh, the very next ball hitter, four to the cover boundary. Nice placement. Wonderful placement. Now Mitchell Marsh celebrates as well. Only his second in ODIs. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that really bring up centuries uh, in consecutive balls, but he said at the innings break that he doesn't really celebrate... Uh, you know, getting to 100, but he certainly did today. That was a huge fist pump and uh, what a great moment for him as well. I looked up his scores um, prior to us going on air and he's got 18 ODI 50s across his career. His last 100, in fact, was in um, January 2016 against India in Sydney. And between that, he's got four 80-plus scores. So he yeah, just right. hasn't been able to quite tick over the three-figure milestone, but he did tonight and hopefully that opens the floodgate to the rest of the World Cup and the rest of his career. Bit of a monkey off the back there probably for Mitch Marsh. It's been a great opening partnership uh, that he's put together with David Warner. And uh, Warner was also asked just why Mitch Marsh has been going so well in his new role as Australian opener. He struck the ball so well and he was very, very unlucky. Like to get, to get out like that is very unlucky. And, um, you know, he's in such a great frame of mind at the moment. And we love when Mitch is in that, in that zone. And, you know, today he's, his tempo was very, very good. Uh, we, we spoke about in the middle period there that if the spinners bowled a good over us or so, just keep looking to try and hit straight. We didn't need to play, like for me, reverse sweep him, didn't need to lap. Um, just keep hitting straight down the ground and we'll get that <clears throat> boundary ball because um, we're ahead of the game. And that's what we try and set out to do. And I think today he executed very, very well and um, he was stiff to, to not keep going on today. Yeah, so as we, as we mentioned, Travis Head also to come back in. So Warner really enjoys batting with Travis Head. I think they're averaging close to 100, if not over it. So that's another strong opening combination there. Um, and it's, it's going to cause a headache for selectors going to the, well, potentially not the next match. We're not sure when um, Travis Head's going to be available. He only just started hitting cricket balls this week. So uh, that's a watch this space at the moment. But he's in India and uh, he'll certainly be playing a part in Australia's World Cup. Yeah, well, you'd have to say Marsh and Warner, definitely undroppable. Smith as well. So then it comes to one of those mid-order guys to make way for Head, who you would have to assume would come straight back in if he's fully fit. So definitely watch this space. But the Netherlands are next up in Delhi. So maybe Australia can afford to take a few chances with that lineup there and maybe try a few things as well without taking the Dutch too lightly, Jack. Certainly we saw them beat South Africa the other day, who in turn thrashed Australia the previous match. So, yeah, so I don't think you take anyone lightly in this World Cup. Let's get to today's moment of the day. It's brought to you today by the black kites that were hovering around the ground today. They're not the little toy that you have on the end of a string. These are actually types of birds of prey and there's 
stacks and stacks of them here in Bangalore and they've been flying all around the ground from start to finish today, picking up the moths that uh, are attracted to the great big uh, floodlights here. So brought to you by the black kites of Bangalore. What's today's moment of the day, Jack? Well, just first, I saw you taking a few photos of the black kites. So if anyone wants to have a look, check out Josh's personal uh, <laughs> social feeds later on. But I think the moment of the day would probably have to be uh, Stoinis's wicket of Abdullah Shafiq. Mm. And this will be the way, first ball, Stoinis strikes, finally, finally, they get one. See what it means to Marcus Stoinis in Australia. The first wicket that Australia got after another century opening stand, they dropped a couple of catches in there again. Um, Sean Abbott put one down on the boundary and then Pat Cummins dropped one at mid-wicket. He actually took a really good catch later on, but I think that first wicket sort of Open the gate for Australia to sort of make inroads into Pakistan's um, batting lineup, and then from there, kind of they were able to put the pressure on, slow the scoring rate up, and and create more chances. Well, it was a game-changing moment. I think Stoinis sensed it as well. If you have a look at the video on cricket.com.au and the CA Live app, you can see the absolute jubilation that he uh, expels in that moment. He sort of yeah cramps Abdullah a little bit with the short ball, and it just pops up to Maxwell there. And there's just so much emotion that erupts out of Stoinis. And it's, it was great to see, and it's great for Australia because if their sixth bowler is taking wickets and crucial ones like this, it completely changes the dynamic of their bowling attack and releases the burden, I suppose, on the front liners. Well, he doubled the amount of overs that he bowled in the World Cup so far. He'd only bowled four in the first two matches that he played. Um, bowled five tonight, two crucial breakthroughs and just uh, set Australia on a path for victory. Two for 40 from his five overs. So eight and over. I don't think Australia will be too worried about that economy rate, to be honest, if he's getting the breakthroughs. And as we mentioned right off the top, it was the two set batters, Shafiq and Imam al-Haq, that he got in all in the space of a couple of overs. So that certainly changed the game. We also saw a great catch at mid-wicket by Pat Cummins after putting down a much easier one a few overs earlier. So that will make the captain very happy. And Adam Zampa... We talked about him last match. He's been battling back spasms. Uh, he took four wickets then against Sri Lanka and he came out tonight and he took four more, even though it looked like at the start of the game he might not even play today. Yeah, well, he had to do a, a fitness test um, on the field. He, he actually did an extensive run through, watched over by the doctor and the team physiotherapist, um, did a bit of bowling, went back into the rooms to get some treatment and then came back out and had another bowl and everyone up in the press box was like, what's going on? You know, Cameron Green was marking out his run <laughs> He was. It's like, what's going on? Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? And then the team sheet came through and there was no change. So uh, that's good for Australia. But he does look um, like he's not quite fully yeah. fit. Um, there was a moment there just before he got Bubba Azam out actually um, where Rizwan hit it straight back to him and he, he couldn't even bend over to, to pick up the ball and it sort of ricocheted off his foot and they, they got a single bringing Baba on strike and he ended up getting him out. But um, he didn't look that, that great in the field, chasing balls on the boundary mm. was a bit of a concern um, but didn't affect his bowling in the end at four you know, crucial wickets. Certainly his mobility looked a little bit hampered but uh, Australia will be wrapped with uh, his performance with the ball. In fact, he's, he finished with figures of four for 53. His final spell was three overs and three for 15. Absolutely ripped the heart out of the Pakistan middle order with the wickets of Iftika Ahmed and also Mohammad Rizwan, both LBW, both great decisions. And uh, one was overturned, in fact, uh, caught uh, Iftika on the back pad, just the flap of the pad, that one that gets you just before the bat can slam down in time. And that was a great review from Australia. After that point, uh, the chase was certainly done because Iftika did threaten with three sixes in five balls, um, but it was a, uh, once Adam Zampa took him out, that was the end of the chase. And the other crucial thing for Australia after that initial sort of 10 over block was the fielding as well. You know, we saw Pat Cummins mm. take a really good catch to get rid of Bubba's arm and then 
the second wicket that Stoinis got was a really good catch from Mitch Stark at yeah, deep third, you know, running around to his left, taking it low down to the ground. And then I think there was a couple of other good catches as well. Um, Manus Labashane took one on the, on the rope to finish the game off as well. So slight improvements there. Another couple of dropped chances have gone down, but I think you can see the intensity uh, lift. They at least Australia know how to respond after, you know, the opposition's get away to a fast start. Yeah. We also were on the edge of our seats just at the end of the Pakistan innings. Mitch Stark had no wickets. He's never played in a World Cup game and gone wicketless. I think it's over 20 matches now. And uh, luckily he took the penultimate wicket, that of Hassan Ali, uh, caught behind. So we all breathe a sigh of relief. And the Stark streak lives on. Uh, next up for Australia, it's the Netherlands in Delhi. That's in five days' time. I think that's on the 25th. Is that right? That's right. Next Wednesday. Uh, so Netherlands obviously hot off their victory against South Africa. Scott Edwards, he's the captain. He's got roots in Australia. Jack, you've got a feature on him coming up very shortly on cricket.com.au. So definitely check that out if you are interested in the Dutch captain, Scott Edwards. Jack, this is going to be your final podcast of this World Cup. It's uh, been a pleasure spending it with you. Do any, we want to say anything farewell to the listeners before Louis Cameron comes over and takes you, uh, take, <laughs> takes your place. Uh, I think just yeah, thanks for joining. It's been a, a bit of a wild ride so far. You know, we weren't sure if Australia were to get to this position at two and two, but um, they're certainly playing better cricket now, and I look forward to to watching back in Australia. Hopefully, them go deep in the tournament. Well, the best for the flight home, Jack. And our listeners will welcome Louis Cameron to join us for the Dutch match over there in Delhi. That's on the 25th of October. Uh, we hope you can join us then. And this has been the Unplayable Podcast. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm volure xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.